A Guide to Healing the Feminine Body, Mind, and Spirit by Queen Afua, Sacred Woman. Part 3, The Nine Gateways of Initiation. Chapter 9, Sacred Beauty, beginning on page 225. Call for a New Era of African Beauty by Kathaya Het Heru. The world is indebted to us for the benefits of civilization. They stole our arts and sciences from Africa. Then why should we be ashamed of ourselves? Marcus Garvey, Honorable Ancestor. Telling our story from an African perspective is important. It gives us the truth about ourselves. It is our way of looking into our past and remembering with the aid of images and writings found on temple walls, tombs, and, mo and monuments, how we worked, played, dressed, and lived every day. Without our story, researched and written by us, we have no link to our past, no connection to our ancestors. Without our own identity, we are adrift in a sea of constantly changing images controlled by the image makers of the larger culture. We are left searching for self, being in style, whatever is the current fashion of the day. One day it's jerry curls we maintain by wearing plastic shower caps in the streets. Next day it's blue or green contact lenses. Next it's pants worn down below our behinds. Beautiful Nubian African women existed before the beginning of recorded history. Their timeless beauty reflected their inner state of mind over 5,000 years ago in the ancient days of our Nubian African civilization in the land of Tawi, pre-dynastic Egypt. The temples were schools of learning where the sacred arts of beautifying and enabling and ennobling the body temples were taught. In the temple of Het Heru, dedicated to the sacred principles of divine love, beauty, nurturance, joy, music, and dance, young women were irritated by wise women called abutu or priestesses. I'm sorry, young women were initiated by wise women called abutu or priestesses. They were taught the sacredness of the great divine universal mother, mut asked, renamed Isis by the Greeks. They learn that love and beauty are divine in essence and begin with inner harmony at the center of one's being that radiates out into the world. Beauty is not just cosmetic, only enhancing the appearance. It was also cosmological. True beauty involved knowing the spiritual, mental, and physical laws governing the universe. The young initiates learned that to be beautiful was to be in harmony with nature. We always saw ourselves as beautiful. Knowing that we were beautiful generated respect for our body as a sacred divine gift to be honored and cared for. Beauty to Nubian African women meant taking the time to nurture the self. We knew that being beautiful meant taking charge of our thoughts and actions. The word for beautiful in our ancient Metuneter language is nefer. We are descendants of beautiful royal African women. Queen Taie 1415 to 1340 BCE. 
was a powerful Nubian African queen from the land of Kush. This great royal spouse of Aminohept III was the mother of pharaohs Akhenaten and Tutankhamun, the mother-in-law of Nefertiti, one of history's most classical beauties. Tai reigned as queen consort and queen mother of Kemet for half a century. She had a great influence on arts and the fashions of the time in Kemet. From the changing of hairstyles, she adorned her head with short Nubian-style wigs instead of the long-haired wigs fashionable at the time to the wearing of jewelry. Reclaiming Our Heritage The consequences of more than 300 years of transatlantic slave, beginning in the early 16th century and the continuing mental enslavement of our people today, have had devastating effects. Much of the knowledge of our story, our love life, as well as the true meaning of being beautiful was lost or suppressed. There was not much time for beauty, culture, or body care when you labored from dawn to dusk in the cotton fields. Or rallying cry, black is beautiful, arose in the revolutionary 60s. We began to wear our hair in a natural or afro. It was a visible statement of a shift in our consciousness. It was a time when we began to love ourselves to reclaim our ancestral link to Africa, our motherland. Sadly, the pride we felt in the 60s has become a far too distant memory. Today, most of us have been seduced by the mass media into a hypnotic trance. It is time for a new era. African beauty culture and love of self. The current fad of external youthful beauty being fed into us will fade with time. We must awaken from this soul sleep, which is orchestrated by the dominant media and advertisers who tell us what to wear, what to eat, what to think, to make us conform to their standard of beauty. Such confusion causes us to emulate the African-American models with blue eyes and blonde hair we see on TV and in magazines. We are bearing witness to the lightening and whitening of ourselves. The messages we continually receive are that we are not and will never be good enough unless we Europeanize, homogenize, and pasteurize ourselves into their mold. We must remember this. We are the original model. The original model was perfect. Excellence was the pattern. We have been created and come forth from the limbs of Netter, the one most high, states our holy book, Pert M. Heru M. Gaber, the book of coming forth by day from night, misnamed the Egyptian book of the dead. Let us stop patterning ourselves after mediocrity. The world is already filled with mediocre people. The sacred Het Heruin principles of divine love and beauty are a philosophy that each of us can put into practice in our daily lives. The tools needed to produce a new beauty culture based on this ancient African paradigm 
are researching and studying our ancient happy Nile Valley high culture living in accordance with the 42 laws of Ma'at. Prayer, meditation, maintaining an attitude of thankfulness, eating a balanced natural diet, proper exercise, daily grooming, and natural body care. It is the knowledge of the beauty of our ancient Nubian African Happy Valley, high culture, love, and respect for ourselves, all beings, and to Earth, the great Earth Mother, who will assist us as a people in bringing forth the seed of a new world in which love, beauty, peace, and harmony will be restored within the sacred circle of life. Sankofa, which means going back to fetch what is due to you. Go back and fetch it. Go within and get it. Our greatness, our beauty, our love is within us, encoded in our genes. As we return to the realization of our divinity and the first seed teachings that made us the greatest civilization the world has ever known, we will begin to have a different perspective of ourselves. The melting pot. I'm in a total agreement with the Het Heru from my point of view. Our lost legacy is further compromised by the melting pot syndrome. They say America is a melting pot. I've heard that most of my life. I was always concerned about that concept because I kept wondering whose pot we are being melted down into. How willingly we jump into this pot headfirst and take on all the indigenous, all the ingredients of the mix, which is predominantly from European culture. So what happens to us as Africans? What happens to our particular gifts? So what happens to us as Africans? What happens to our particular gifts as a race? What happens? What has already happened? We go to school to get our education and indoctrination. We give praise to the rituals of foreign religions. We wear other people's clothes, follow their customs and traditions. We oftentimes trade ourselves off to become the successful corporate professional. We break our first trying to break through the glass ceiling. We become a part of the great melting pot. We melt ourselves down to what? And we come out as who? Surely not ourselves. Do we melt out what makes us uniquely African and become one of the guys or one of the gals in this melting pot? Most of my sister girlfriends and family have learned to press the the kink out of their hair just to identify with the look of another woman's tribe. We're the only women on earth who constantly impose violence on our own crown to take on the ideal of another tribe's beauty. Our kinks had to be melted down no matter what the cost. Then came the 60s to rescue our looks and our and our souls as sacred, strong, beautiful African women. As we dressed in our traditional clothing, we received the ritual healing of our self-image. Unfortunately, in the 1990s, we regressed and we're back trying to melt into someone else's image of beauty, trying to melt into anybody's pot but our own. In the 1960s, African culture schools came along to save our children's minds. We opened up independent businesses and hired our own people when no one else would. 
We were growing fear, freer and more and more independent. Then in the early 80s, drugs were poured into our communities by people in high places. We began working for the government and corporations. We had to dress for success so our clothes and our natural hair had to go too. Our ways as natural Africans could not be accepted by this melting pot. To qualify for employment, only a European look would do. Many of our people have had surgery to shape their once round African noses to pointed lips. Others have trimmed down their lips. Still others have bleached their dark skin to a lighter hue. We've taken on a more so-called acceptable look of the economically dominant race who gained their old money from the hands of our forebears in slavery. When we put in green, blue, and hazel contacts lenses to cover our African brown eyes, do we melt down our intuitive nature, that part of us that functions from a high spiritual plane? Do we sacrifice what is most humane for what is most efficient? Our lives become less about who we feel as people and more about what we think. Do we melt down all of our African traditions, customs, our way of being, our expressions of spirituality? With this melting pot continuously boiling all the ingredients into one taste, where's the spice? It tastes bland to me. In the process of the makeover, I am posing as a stranger to myself and what with the other cultures of the people of color. Must we all wear suits and ties to participate in the American way of life? Who and who choose and whose excellence are we talking about in this great big melting pot? Surely not my own. Thank you very much, but I'm not getting into your melting pot. I'll make my own soup with my own taste and freshness and richness. The soup that my ancient African mothers prepared in the Nile Valley. Matter of fact, if you act right, you're welcome to come over to my pot and taste some of my simmered greens smothered in sage and other rich secret tastes. I don't want to be cooked down or toned down or blended into someone else's pot. Cooking for my own pot and spicing things up with my own taste, especially for me, is what I'm looking for. My cultural diversity is what gives color to the human family. Beauty is power. Love and beauty is within. What is within must manifest. The greater the awareness of the truth of our own being, the greater your power. Ketha Het Heru. As Het Heru has said, don't judge a book by its cover. How many times have you heard that saying? However, you are judged by your cover, your dress. How you present yourself to the world tells a lot about you. It identifies you with a group, tells the world where you're from, who you are, and what you think of yourself. It signals others how you expect to be treated. Sisters, as Nubian African women, you must set the standard of excellence in your demeanor and appearance. Wearing no pantyhose or bra on the street and, and gyrating to Montana's music on national TV in skin tight mini dressed is not the image our children and our men need to see. The simple, elegant lives of our classical dress 
shown on the temple's walls of the Happy Valley can provide inspiration and a new source of income for those you are seeking to become economically self-sufficient. European fashion designers have used our Nubian cultural dress to inspire their design collections for many years. You are what you wear. Increase your magnetism by energizing your natural beauty. Whatever moved you to wear a garment, let it express your inner beauty. This is how we stay in tune with nature's beautiful skin, green meadows, spring flowers, and mysterious ocean. All gifts of the creator's elements. Beauty in dress is a force that was in Afrikaans traditionally combined with purpose. It is how we remain in keeping up with the natural flow of beauty in woman form. Every strap, drape, color, gemstone, headdress, or flower that was worn indicated your past history or present lifestyle and condition. Garments made a statement and had a purpose. This was the African way. Dress that was spiritually directed was worn for tribal ceremonies and rituals. Members of the same family often wore the same colors or made from clothes from the same kind of cloth. Women wore particular drapes and jewelry to indicate their marital status. The ancients understood that what you place on your body temple is of great significance. This is why we must wear our clothes consciously. Clothes can ward off demons and summon the angels. Observe and keep a mental record of how your world is affected and in turn how you are affected by what you wear or what others wear. Cultural Sacred Dress One of my many trips to Washington, D.C. to facilitate wellness seminars, I noticed that everyone traveling on the plane was wearing dark clothes, black, brown, dark blue, and gray. I stood out, draped in my cultural clothes of purple and white, with small delicate feather in my hair representing my eye harmony. Everyone kept smiling at me as though they wished they could have the same kind of freedom to be different and to live a color-filled life. Maybe one day all of us will begin to wear our culture and stop assimilating into the look in one way, trying to fit into another's limited view of who we are supposed to be. Reuben Amber, author of Color Therapy, puts it this way, Quote, life is color. Color must vibrate within and around us to keep harmonies balanced and rhythmically functioning. End quote. Wearing our various colors keeps us emotionally and mentally balanced, joyous and healthy both as individuals and as a part of a collective world. Color is what reminds us that we were unique expressions of life and not clones. When we are dominated by having to wear black, brown, and gray, it is a sign that we are dying. With the so-called European dress for success policy, we seem to be globally living through perpetual late autumn and winter with our dark clothes. It's time to declare the spring of the self. Behold the summer sun and let your colors glow and shine. Envision the beauty of African dressing in their color-filled tradition Native Americans draped in their culture, Asians, Irish, East Indians, Brazilians, Norwegians, Eskimos, and the Middle Easterns all wearing our different, beautiful, colorful traditions. 
What an energy charge it would give our world. What would happen if we all just broke out one day and said, no more. I am what I am, colorful and unique. From now on, I'm going to express myself and my cultural heritage through the colorful clothes that I wear. All of us vibrating with the freedom to be a rainbow of human colors. I believe this planet would vibrate on a higher level if we stood our cultural wellness ground, creating world, world harmony and respect. Women should not wear pants. Historically, the reason why women didn't wear pants is because they didn't want to close up or block the womb. Their spiritual energy needed to move around them freely, wearing pants all the time on a daily basis constricts the womb. It's like wearing a girdle. It restricts your circulation so the flow of energy gets trapped. This is why I'm totally in opposition to genes. They compromise every ounce of your femininity and they affect the womb's breathing too. Now, I work out and I ride my bike and I run, but I don't wear jeans. Men did not wear pants either in ancient times. They wore kilts or wraps, and many still do. All of us need to get that full completion of breathing and circulating our energy. It is interesting that among the older generations of women who wore girdles most of their lives, so many have had hysterectomies. Could it be because everything was locked in? Another kind of slavery? We, will, we still experience the same constriction wearing the modern version of the girdle, which is called control top pantyhose. And what about that thong underwear? I don't really understand why we choose to hurt ourselves in this way, especially when we also consider the higher rate of yeast infections, the circulation constrictors cause. Classical Africa Nile Valley wear. Our sacred Nehebet Het asked sister to sister, shawls, wraps, and drapes are blessed to evoke the Nile Valley spirit of our ancestors, worn in a state of meditation, protection, inner peace, and unity. Here ends the reading on page 228.